you never realize how much background noise there is until you start cutting it out. Next on Principles and Policies. Welcome to today's edition of Principles and Policies. I'm your host, Barry Sheets, the Executive Director of the Institute for Principal Policy. And along with me today is our co-host, the Vice Chairman of the Institute, my fellow analyst and very good friend. I saw what you did there. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you saw what I did there. Um, Because I did it right before we went on air, too. (laughs) That's right. uh, It's a great point. And it's a great point brought up by an illustration you don't even think about from day to day. Absolutely. It's one of those things that you just do because you know that, like, well, what we're talking about is the fact that before we started to record, mm-hmm. we record in my office, um, which is a really, actually a very nice uh, low echo, because um, we got, the walls yeah. are all covered with oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, it's, and, it's and, nice. And it's, uh, uh, it's insulated, heavily insulated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started, I shut down a fan that we used to circulate air, and I, and I shut the door into the warehouse. Well, all of a sudden, uh, you don't even notice it because it becomes part of your surrounding. You don't recognize the static because you put up with it every day, and your your mind filters it out. Your brain Mm -hmm. filters it out, and then all of a sudden, you close the door, and you shut off the fan, and you're like, now there's silence. Exactly. Exactly. We spend an awful lot of time in our lives, Chuck. Slave to the tyranny of the day, okay. And it's sometimes you know because we were talking about this also before we went on air about the idea of like pastors taking sabbaticals, okay. And oftentimes they don't realize what they're missing. You know, sometimes you'll get somebody who work, and you know, I I kind of tend to do that sometimes too. I kind of tend to like neglect the idea of like maybe taking some time off, taking a vacation, or whatever. I can't like bring myself to like feel yeah. comfortable doing any of that, and so you constantly are going. You're constantly you're constantly inputting things. Now I also notice that in this studio, what we have is no outside. Of course, I see a radio setting over there. It's off. Yeah. I see a TV screen up there on the wall. It's off. You know. I see a computer. Well, we got to have the computers on because we that's part of how we do the show, but. The thing is, is that for the most, for most of the time, people, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, you're surrounded by some kind of noise. You have some kind of background noise going on. You leave the TV on in the house, or you hop in the car and you flip on the, the car radio, and we don't control the stuff that comes in. You know, we, we start... Like you flip on, okay, oh, maybe it's my favorite station. I listen to sports talk radio or I listen to news radio or I listen to, you know, oldies or I listen to top 40 or I right. listen to you know, classic rock, whatever it might be. But the point is that that's not all you're listening to. If that was all you're listening to, you just have Spotify on your, on your phone and you'd listen to Spotify or something. Right. And even they have ads unless you pay for a premium. But you hear an awful lot of things. You know, you get news breaks, you get commercials, you get all this stuff. And every last bit of it has an influence on you in one way, shape, or form or the other. How many of us have been like just basically doing something mindless and start humming a jingle? Oh, sure. sure. That you've heard from a commercial or humming your favorite, you know, tune of some sort, whatever it might be, whether anything from a hymn to heavy metal, you know. There's so much background noise. 
And the key is, if you want to be able to think clearly, if you want to be able to understand what's going on around you, sometimes you got to filter out all the background noise. I, I had this conversation, a similar conversation. I'm on a theme today. I had a similar conversation with a, with a friend of mine. We were at the Ohio National Day of Prayer Observance up at the State House. And we were talking after the fact, and she was kind of laughing about this idea that she basically had gone, she has like some family members, but the only time you can ever see them is when they come up to go to Cider Downs, <laughs> to the casino. Okay. Yeah. Older, older folks, but... And so she like so I she goes I I don't go to casinos but I went there and you know I spent the day with them and decided to instead of driving all the way back home to just spend the night there at the hotel and she goes I feel really bad because I get up and get up she goes but then she, she looks at me because that place just drives you crazy all the flashing lights and the sounds and the noise and I said yeah I said it's all put there for a purpose it's to overwhelm your senses exactly. to stop you from thinking about what you're doing so that you just react instead of actually thinking through and making rationally informed decisions. That's how a casino or any other kind of entertainment venue operates. It's like the more flash that we can do, the more yeah. noise, the more the more keeping you from stopping and getting quiet and drilling down to that core of reason and logic and, and, well, for our folks, Christian faith that we have, that we can get you just to react to what we're throwing at you, the better off we are. And, folks, we're seeing this writ large right now in right. our culture. You know where I'm, you see where oh, I'm I going I know where to. you're going, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, uh, think about it this way. Uh, perfect illustration. If you've ever flown out west, chances are there were like three airports you would have flown through. Uh, most likely, depending on Phoenix, which part of West you went through. Yep. Phoenix, yep. Denver, or Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. That's right. In the old days, if you had to go through Las Vegas and make a connection, you had to walk through the restaurant. The terminal. The, yeah, you had to go through the terminal area. area. My gosh. And all you heard was ding, 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 flash, 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 ding, 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 ding. Because even in the terminal at the airport, there must be at least four or five hundred slot machines. They there used to be. Now maybe they cleared it since the last time I was there. But well, I know when I went there, I'm just like, oh it, my! Heavens. Oh, it was right in the aisle. Yeah, the aisles were really wide, but they were filled up with slot machines, slot machines. and, and uh, poker and all the things you could do. Well, they discovered that far too many children were playing. Parents would give them money and say, "Go, oh no, go yeah. play a slot machine." And uh, what they did was they actually had to put it in a room. Now, you can still go there and you can hear it slightly as you do. But that's kind of what we're what we're talking about. You have to isolate it. I remember the last time I went, and I'm like, "Where are all the slot machines? It's almost pleasant in here." It's exactly. It's, it's almost it's, pleasant in here now. It's not quite pleasant, but it's almost pleasant. Right. It's way better than it was when it was three hour holdover. And it, all you could hear was I know, I know, I, I, I honestly, you're. I'm getting a flashback, Chuck. Because I went through that. I think the last time I went through that Las Vegas airport was in 1993. It's been yeah, okay? it's been a long time ago. But just you making that noise, I'm immediately seeing the scenes as clear as I'm looking at you right now, <laughs> because 
that background noise got in my head and it stayed there yeah and your brain's trying to shut it out but it can't well it shuts it out for a while puts up a firewall yeah but then you get something it's just like anything else folks any kind of a memory or anything like that you have usually gets triggered by some sensory issue you smell a smell that reminds you of something you hear a noise you see a light pattern in just the right way um and then all of a sudden these memories pop up you know it's that's just the way our brains work but you know what there are people who've been studying that for a long time and they know how our brains work and so they actually try to manipulate our brains now chuck we've been going through a grand manipulation strategy for at least the last year plus yeah and i'm talking about this whole thing with the quote-unquote supposedly pandemic first of all to use the term pandemic when you introduce this concept was to introduce fear into the model because pandemic screams something out of control that can harm you. Well, a pandemic has a has a uh, a definition. Okay, uh, I'm assuming you've pulled it up. Yeah, um, a pandemic is an epidemic of an infectious disease that has spread across a large region, for instance, multiple continents or worldwide. So, in other words, it's everywhere. You virtually well, can't if, escape if, it. If that's the case, then cancer is a pandemic. Heart disease is a pandemic. But it's not lung infectious. Di- lung disease is a pandemic. Some of those aren't infectious. We hope not. At least we don't we think don't so. think they are. <laughs> I mean, cancer is still nebulous as to its as, origins. It's nebulous, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. So so and and some forms of other um issues. But the point is is that folks, if you don't realize and of course what happened, Chuck, immediately upon it starting we start using these loaded terms, right? Pandemic, and you know, we got oh, we got a spike, and we got to flatten the curve because oh, look at this chart, look look at this massive peak up here. This is hundreds of thousands of people dead. We're at fourteen months from two weeks to flatten the curve. Fourteen months after two weeks to flatten the curve, then it went from flatten the curve to you know, oh, we got we've got to well, we, yeah. we, we got to lower the the burden on our hospitals. Well, we talked about this. Well, before. that was what flatten the curve was about. We, we've now decided that with the, it, after we'd flattened the curve, well, that means we have to give up control unless we can come up with something else. And which what they, they did, co- voila! That's right. Now we're going to beat the virus. Right. You can't beat a virus. I was going to say, when, name me a virus that we've ever beaten. And if somebody says polio, I'm going to like I'm going to call them on it because we've had cases of polio as 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 late as this year. I was going to say there's probably been one or two cases. I forget I, I forget how many a year you're seeing now, but what you do is you find out that there are people who chose not to uh, be vaccinated against polio, and what happens to them? They they get exposed to polio, which should be gone because supposedly there is are no carriers anymore. Guess what? Uh, that's it's not, that's still out that's, there. That's not necessarily true, and it's also not necessarily true that people who didn't get a vaccine necessarily. Sometimes it was the people who did get the vaccine who then shed because they used a live virus, and other people got polio. Oh, well, and that that whole idea of the a lot of the you know parents of little children who were inoculated against polio getting polio because they were changing diapers. Exactly. That's one of the warnings that young parents used to get. uh, Make sure that you completely sanitize after changing the diaper of an infant who recently had a polio vaccine because that's a live virus. Yeah. 
Uh, it's an attenuated virus, but it's an attenuated live virus. And yep. there have been cases where the parents' titers, what they call a titer, how many antibodies you have in your system, were overwhelmed by the number of viruses in the uh, in the stool sample that they ha- mm-hmm. had and forgot to wash their hands, got called away, you know, whatever, whatever happened, else. Yeah. yeah, whatever happened. Um, yeah, it's a uh, – think about this. Uh, when we were in the 80s, uh, the WHO announced that they had eradicated smallpox. Uh-huh, sure they did. Is smallpox gone? No. No. Not, not in the least bit. People stopped giving and taking um, the vaccination for smallpox, and what happened? Hey, we got a new smallpox outbreak. Yep. Now, the problem with taking uh, with allowing it, it the genie back out of the bottle is that very often the genie has mutated while it was in the bottle, and sometimes it the body's immune system no longer works against the mutations. Why? Because it's mutated enough that the antibodies don't recognize it. Yep. But um, we we all uh, different viruses beha- behave differently, and different bacteria behave differently. Uh, one of the reasons that you have MRSA. You know, yep. how, how many times have you heard of someone you knew who had, who was in the hospital for one thing and became gravely ill or died because, because of, of MRSA, MRSA. which yep, is a, absolutely a, um, it's a resistant, uh, an antibiotic resistant uh, um, bacteria. So it does happen. Yeah. Well, OK. Well, here's the thing, Chuck. We went through all this stuff. Now the big deal is. We have to have universal vaccination in order to have herd immunity. That's all you're hearing. So when you flip on that TV or turn on that radio or watch your programming or whatever you do, those are the messages that are getting pumped to you now, is that until we get everybody vaccinated, we can't let up on any of the things that we're doing to restrict everybody's life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness because, well, hey, you know, there might be, we'll have to, we got to eradicate this virus. I'm seeing it now. Well, you know what? We know now that we probably can't do it because, well, we just have too many people resistant to taking the vaccination. Bulk. It's a it's bull. An, it's an insane it, argument. It's, it's an insane yeah. argument because the point is herd immunity is built when you have 25% of the population actually contracting a virus because they build the antibodies and then you basically end up with a situation where it's harder and harder for the virus to jump from person to person. Go back to our website and listen to some of the stuff we talked about way early in the pandemic, like maybe March or April of uh, 20. And uh, we talked about this, the fact that uh, you build immunity by being exposed but not developing the disease. Right. Because your body says, hey, that's not supposed to be here. But you also build an immunity if you develop the disease and and get past it. And get past it. Yeah, there's two two natural ways of developing immunity. I had a friend who's had it, who said they were going to go take the vaccine. Yes, you have. You've had a friend who's had it. Oh, wait a minute. No, I don't say that part, but go ahead. Yeah, said they were going to go take the vaccine. I said, why? She goes, well, I want to make sure I have the full immunity. I go, you've got better immunity than you can get out of an mRNA virus. Or a mRNA right. shot. Oh uh, yeah, well, I was going to say. Because, no, no, you. I think you said it right. It's I think. About, I think. Yeah. I think it was an inadvertent slip. You said it right. An mRNA virus, because what the messenger RNA packet is, is the spike proteins of the yeah. coronavirus that's what, being that's injected yeah. into your system, so that they they invade your cellular structure, to then force your cells to replicate the spike proteins and then shed them. Okay, folks, stop and hear that. 
Your body, if you take the vaccine, your body is being triggered to manufacture and shed off, i.e., yeah, it, it let it go out into the atmosphere, the actual same spike proteins that is made of the virus. And so, therefore, you're going to have a situation where people who have been fully vaccinated are going to be carriers of a virus. Of, at least of a protein from of the a, virus. Of a, pro, a major yeah. protein of a virus who now they're starting to say is a major problem. Well, they're saying it's a minor problem, but it's actually a major it problem. It is a major problem. Um, yeah, and, and um, you have to understand, we've talked about this. We, we defined what a vaccine is, and this shot that they're handing out is not one of those. Right. Um, it is but, not. But the background noise that we're talking about, what do you get every time you, you turn on the TV? Uh, I, I go to the local paper. Uh, so as much of the stuff as I'm allowed to read in there because you get three free articles a month. <laughs> and then you're supposed to pay them some exorbitant figure for uh, uh, reading the junk that they print. Um, but I, I saw one of the things. There were 1,450 new COVID cases. Okay, cases. What do you mean by a case? And Well, they don't explain that. Cases means that somebody went in and got tested and, and, right. and tested positive. Okay, what test did you use? Did you use an antibody test or did you use the PCR test? Chances are uh, you used the PCR test. How many reps did you use? Well, I don't know. Yep. If you used over 28, you're way outside with the current. Uh, the, the old CDC guideline, the old uh, FDA and CDC guideline was 40 reps, oh, 40 or better. Um, basically, anybody who knows anything about the PCR test from a mechanical standpoint and from a biochemical standpoint laughs at that 40 reps because basically they said, even Fauci has come out and said, uh, generally over 30, 30 or 35 reps, you can't culture a virus out of it. You're supposed to be able, yes. uh, from from what you take out, you're supposed to be able to culture a virus from anything that sticks to what they call the primer. Well, he said, no, we're not able to do that. What does that mean? That means what they're doing, the primer is catching all the junk protein, DNA, RNA, blah, blah, that's floating around in your system. Yes. So... What they're telling you is that mRNA disappears out of your body after a certain amount of time, and I forget what it is, like a couple of weeks or a month or something. Uh, it's been a while since I read that article. But the fact is that we know that those proteins, RNAs, DNAs, uh, those things hang around for months, pieces of them, not the whole thing, because your body cuts them up, but pieces of them hang around and hang around and hang around and hang around. Yes. Which is why when you when you do more than 28 reps on this test, you're bound to get false positives. Oh, absolutely. And the number of false positives has been astronomical. Um, they admit that there, there is vir virtually no useful data that's being gathered. None. Right. Because it's all being done wrong. But that was never the point. It should have been the point. I, I heard a, a fellow that, that gave a talk, and he said, okay, science is important, and politics is an important part of life. Both those things are... But when they get together, both sides lie. Why? Because the politicians provide funding to the scientists who then feed back the lies that the 
politicians want right. to get the agendas that they have in front of them fulfilled. Now, the Republicans had the chance to put the brakes on this mess up until no, uh, January of 2021. Right, this year. Mm-hmm. And what did they do? Punted. Punted. A- as usual. They beyond, punted. beyond punting, they gave in to the, to the uh, other side in the name of science. I'm sorry, but the science long since sold out for the funding. Uh, well, there is that, yes. So you've got guys like Anthony Fauci out there, who made his bones, by the way, who, who got his job at the CDC by writing an article in the mid-80s during the, the AIDS crisis. And he became infamous for this. He wrote an article in which he said that AIDS did not spread by sexual contact. It's spread by familial contact. What does that mean? Your mom made you dinner or did your laundry or kissed your forehead when you got a fever. That was what caused the spread of AIDS. So you're saying he's a one-note Johnny. Yeah. Because that's the same thing he's saying about COVID. Exactly. I mean, it's just... It, it, okay, again, background noise, Chuck. Background noise. Exactly. Folks, you have to start tuning out the background noise, and the only way you can tune it out is that you go to the source of where the noise is coming from and you shut it off. Now, you can physically shut off your TV. You can physically shut off your radios, that kind of thing. But you have to shut off the flow of misinformation. There's only one way to do that. Do your research. Go in and dig into this stuff. If your social media tells you that, oh, well, COVID's been, you know, COVID vaccine's been proven effective and safe, go take a look. We now have 3,500 deaths and 60-plus thousand adverse reactions from the shots. Folks, we're, all, we're starting to climb, at least in the U.S., to the numbers of adverse effects that there are COVID cases. It's we're climbing that direction. Yeah. See the number. Also, this whole thing about it. there are five hundred thousand dead from COVID. No, there no there are not. Well, even worldwide, I don't think that, that numbers that. That quite, was the U.S. number. The U.S. number. That's yeah, that's supposedly. nowhere near what the U.S. number is. No, of so, course it. Of course it isn't. Um, but but again, you know, you get down to the situation here, where you've got to start cutting out the background noise. You have to start filtering. And you know, just like when we got ready to start this thing, Chuck closed his doors there out to his warehouse. He, we shut off the fan, and we don't have the TVs running or anything else. The phone, well, you may hear the phone ring every once in a while because that's just a necessary evil around a business. At least you hope it does. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you hope it rings. But we cut out the background noise. So that way you can focus in. Now, I, I've, this is very interesting, Chuck, because just this last Sunday we were doing a study um, in the book of James. And talking about all the things going on with and and in James and especially in chapter five, he brings up Elijah as a reference uh, about all he's talking about in the book of James about where our, you know God you know is control he's in control and it takes you back and you know, if you look at your cross references in your Bible it takes you back into Second Kings and those places uh-huh. where where the story of Elijah is and this was something I picked up on it was like after. Elijah and the prophets of Baal had their little showdown on the mountain where God basically destroyed an entire altar that was soaked down to where there was a pool around it and he he basically hit it with lightning and nothing was left it was just everything was burned up including the rocks to show God's power well 
People didn't like that. One person, especially Jezebel, and she basically was like, I'm going to do to you what you did to my prophets within 24 hours. I'm going to cut you to pieces. So Elijah goes into hiding. You know, he, he runs off and goes into hiding. God takes him through a couple of things, but he takes him to this cave. Okay? Sticks him in the cave. And according to the, the scriptural uh, account, three things happen. There was an earthquake. There was a massive fire. And my brain is shutting down on what the third thing was. I hate to say it, but the point is, there were three natural events that happened that were big. But Elijah sat in that cave. And the scripture says, and, but the Lord wasn't in the earthquake. But the Lord wasn't in the flames. And then all of a sudden, Elijah hears a still, small voice that brings him to the mouth of the cave and then basically gives him his next charge, which was to go find Elisha and put his mantle upon him. But it he had to shut up. So all of these other, all the background noise, he could have said, oh, that's God telling me X, Y, and Z or A, B, and C. But he realized because he got, he kind of, he sat there and he thought about it. So all of these things that we, you know, sometimes we take for, oh, well, this must be God telling us something. It isn't. The Lord wasn't in those. The Lord came in a very still, small voice. Now, Chuck, in order to hear a still, small voice, what are you going to have? A lack of background noise, right? It has to be quiet. It has to be quiet. Elijah had to get quiet. Elijah had to go beyond all the noise that was coming around him, filter it out, figure out that none of that was actually his giving him his charge, and he waited on God, and God gave him that still small voice, and he told him what to do. And Elijah went and did it. That's what we have to do, Chuck. I mean, there's a part of a lot of people around here who, once they got past the initial phase of all the fear-mongering, started cutting it out. I can't tell you the number of people I had when I mentioned the, the governor's press conferences. Oh, I don't watch those. I can't stand them. I've just turned them off. Bravo. Good. You're turning off background noise. What do you... Well, you know, I'm going over here and I'm doing this. I'm doing this research. I'm looking at this website. I'm, I'm pulling this stuff up from the CDC. Exactly. You're filtering out background noises. Instead of listening to what Anthony Fauci says or Mike DeWine says or Amy... Act, there's a little note there. I brought this up. Yeah, you didn't right. even know this. The, uh, folks, just for those of you who've been following us, you know that we're not a big a fan of the former state health director, Amy Acton. But there are some people who are because she has not just only been nominated, she's now been picked to be one of the seven people this year to receive a John F. Kennedy Profiling Courage Award from the Kennedy Library in D.C. Huh? Yes, exactly. Profiling Courage? The person who basically said that she wants everybody to have to show their papers everywhere and that would be the best possible world. We got There's cut quotes from her where she's basically talking like it's 1939 Germany. Yeah, she's she is a uh she is a dictator in in uh I well, let's put it this way. A, a, a fetal dictator. 
Well, we got uh, we got we got a well. You, you what you have is you have a rise of what I'm calling a medical dictatorship. Yes. Um, we're supposed to. Everybody's supposed to basically like give up your freedoms, give up your rights, and do everything because some medical expert somewhere or some doctor like or or some uh, governmental functionary like an Anthony Fauci says, well, you need to put on. Two masks or three masks in order to... Oh, you have to submit to this experimental... Okay, this is an experimental gene therapy. It hasn't been given FDA approval. It has only been allowed right. emergency use authorization. There is no studies to show what the long-term effects of sticking an mRNA um, packet into your system that has the spike proteins from the coronavirus is going to do to your system long term. And we've already been hearing things. I mean, you've had women, women especially, dying of blood clots that right. develop all of a sudden. Men dying of heart attacks who are perfectly healthy. Which usually is, a, usually usually is, is a, tied to a blood clot. Yeah, it's an embolism. It's, or an, a blood it's clot. tied to a blood clot. Yeah. You've had numerous adverse effects. I mean, we saw. Remember, if you see the videos, I don't think you can actually pull them up anymore online. Of some of the nurses in some of these states, where they took the jab and, like, like within two minutes, they're passed out on the floor because they're having a reaction to it. You have to go back and, and filter out all the noise and start looking at the thing for what it is. But. When you have all of the PSAs and all of the, the Mike DeWines of the world and all the Anthony Fauci's of the world, and they're all pushing and pushing and pushing, oh, if everybody just gets the vaccine, we can all get back to normal. No, if everybody takes the vaccine, we're in an entirely different type of normal now. We have no idea what adverse effects this could cause. And now, I'm very concerned, Chuck, because now they're starting to push to authorize it to 12 to 15-year-old kids. Right. Stop me if I missed this somewhere, but didn't these same experts in the field, these officials, say not too long ago that teenagers and young children weren't being affected by COVID? Yeah, they, they, they uh, essentially were supposedly getting it, but they were asymptomatic, which means they didn't actually get it. They, exactly. Yeah, that's the whole point. They, had, they already had an antibody response to it, which... Yeah, did it enter their words, bodies? In other words, yes. their, their systems were more robust right. in, in in responding to the invader than an older system was. Okay, not a surprise. That's usually the way it works. Uh, but now we're saying, oh no, 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 we have to go into the high school. And and I've had parents tell me that they've been notified, not by the school, but by their children, that oh yeah, tomorrow they're doing the vaccine clinic here in the school for sixteen to eighteen year olds, without telling the parents. Folks, there are crimes being committed. Oh, absolutely. There are violations of civil rights that are going down right now, all in the name of protecting all of us from a quote-unquote pandemic that fizzled out, for the most part, six months ago. Now, of course, they're bringing up the specters of India and all the things are going at. Chuck, I'm... I've stopped being worried about being called a conspiracy theorist because it's not a conspiracy when they really are out to get you or, or that everything that, you've yeah. talked about actually turns out to be true. That's right. It's only a conspiracy theory if if the uh, if the theory hasn't been proven to be true. I think it's amazing that India, specifically India, is having such a horrible time right now. 
Who would benefit from India as a nation being weakened severely? Who's the first global player that you know of that could benefit significantly from a weakened India? Oh, China. Thank you. Bang, uh, easily China. Uh, oh, they have been in a they've been in a uh, staring contest on their border for decades, decades, folks, decades, because the Chinese claim that India took land from China and vice versa. They both are ready to dr- throw down at the drop of a hat. So, I find it very interesting that all of a sudden a Oh, oh, a strange huck of this virus. Okay, well, as we've talked about before, what does a virus do after it's been out in the environment for a little bit? It starts to mutate. Yeah. Especially when you start responding to it with various things, and it has to, like, it, it, it starts, lo- and mutations mean you lose information, right? Uh, mostly. Mostly you yeah. lo- you lose information. Uh, you, you, you generally don't gain. You don't gain. Gain information, right. in fact, uh usually mutations are very often f- either fatal to the uh, to, to the, the organism to the yeah. organism or or weakening or very weakening of it yes yeah. and so we've had numerous strains already out there which are mutations of the original strain i'm starting to wonder if maybe india doesn't have a different strain that's been released one that hasn't been mutated one that isn't covid sars 19 that maybe we might be looking at a biological attack on India from China. I wouldn't... Listen, I put nothing past the Chinese. I put nothing past a lot of international global players who would benefit from the whole system being turned up on its ear. Well, look, there is a great deal of controversy about how this thing got out of the Wuhan lab. Almost, I mean, they're almost, but not quite admitting... That this thing was being worked on, yes, in, in a lab. And very interestingly, who owns a piece of that? That lab was a big investor, Anthony Fauci. Fauci that's and right. and the CDC has given gaboons of money to that laboratory yes, to do have. research, supposedly for uh, to find me- ways of combating it. But where did it come from? Yep, it. I can remember still, and I, I can't say this for sure. I don't know. My, I have a bachelor's degree in biochemistry. I'm not a PhD. But there were a lot of people that were saying, this sure has the earmarks of a laboratory-produced virus. And can you do that? Yes, you can. Especially with modern methodology, uh, where you can design a, uh, a DNA or an RNA pattern and actually build it in a laboratory. It's done all the time. In fact, one of the, the polymerase chain reaction test is based on the idea that you can build a protein from mm-hmm. components. And they actually have a little machine that has a uh, the four main components of, of DNA. You have a probe in there, and as you're going along, it'll suck up a little bit of each of the, of the four um, amino acids that are the base parts. And then it'll do a chemical reaction and uh, deoxygenate the, I forget which number carbon it is, uh, but you deoxygenate it and you uh, you then attach the phosphate groups and that kind of thing. Voila, you've got a DNA chain. Uh, you hook it up with uh, 
with polymer, DNA polymerase, and it puts it all together into a nice little chain, and you build the chain that you designed. Yep. We live in interesting times, folks, and, and the yes, reason why this is a good thing is because it can be used for good. But guess what? It can also be used for bad. And which is oftentimes like any, it is. Like any other way. technology. Um, nuclear power is a wonderful thing unless you get it and enrich the the fuel well beyond the enrichment rate to simply boil water and you make it into a weapon. Voila. It went from a, a peacetime use to an evil use. Um, so, yeah, it, it, things are, you know, I, I have been trying to do research on mRNA because mRNA is not a new therapy. It's been around for a while. They used it in cancer therapy. Okay. They're still using it in cancer therapy. The idea is to uh, manipulate the uh, immune system to attack a tumor instead of attacking a virus. So it's very, a very similar in, uh, kind of thing. I think the tumor thing is a little more complex because the tumor thing doesn't necessarily have a single uh, DNA profile. Um, one of the problems with cancer is that it, it mutates. The cells are mutated. They've yep. gone over from acting in a what they call an aerobic environment, that is oxygen rich, uh, o- oxygen uh, into an anaerobic, anaerobic which means yeah. uh, they have stopped doing normal pot- metabolism and have gone over to a system uh, that is aberrant. It's it it looks more like an infection yep. than a just simply uh, cells. Uh, your regular body cells. That's and it and it grows on that basis. Well, they've been using these things and they've had major problems with it. And one of the major problems they've had is autoimmune disease. Because the body sees that mRNA and says, "Hey, that's not supposed to be here." Mhm. So it creates antibodies against your body. Yep. So these antibodies then start to attack your body. Uh, some of us have these in in naturally in in certain uh, like plaque psoriasis is very often thought to be a uh, an antibody reaction run amok. Uh, you get these things where you get uh, okay. you'll get arthritis and plaque psoriasis because the body is attacking that that particular area for some reason. There are other things, uh, uh, some allergies are autoimmune responses. Um, you know, people that ha- are, uh, you know, you'll hear somebody say, well, I'm allergic to my own um, blah blah Yeah. Well, that's an autoimmune response. Autoimmune response. For right. whatever reason. The, the, you have to dig down deep to find out what the reason is. Well, we're, we're not doing that. We're saying that the risk of this problem, which we're not going to tell you. We're right. not going to tell you that there's a risk. Oh yeah, and 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 God help you if you try to bring it up. If I mean, you try to bring up the I, fact that there's a risk. Tucker Carlson. I mean, we're recording this on Thursday on Wednesday. Night, Tucker Carlson on his program on Fox News just brought up the question: How many adverse reactions and deaths have we had from the vaccine or the COVID nineteen? And okay, for the record, folks, if I slip and say that V word, I don't mean it, that right. because it's not a vaccine; it's an experimental gene therapy. The people are not being inoculated; they're being mutated. All right. That's what we're dealing with. So I'm going to catch myself as often as I hear it, but I'm not saying that V word because that's not what this is. But guess what? 
Oh, the the knives are sharp and long oh, against that, Carlson now oh, because he yeah. dared to question. He asked the question you're not allowed to ask. That's right. Um, Tom Woods, who I love, you know, the, the libertarian economist, historian, who uh, writes great books, by the way, uh, mm-hmm, Dr. Dr. Tom Woods, uh, ha- has a, uh, a, a podcast that he does. And it opens up and he says, this, uh, tearing up... Uh, Tearing up the three by five card of allowable opinion. Mm-hmm. What he means by that is he's a contrarian. He's going to come out and he's going to tell you the way he sees it. And he's going to give you a very convincing case, by the way. Uh, if yep. you don't want to be convinced, don't go look find Tom Woods. Uh, uh, that what you're being told is false. Mm-hmm. He is tearing up the the three by five card of allowable opinion. Well, what's happening with that three by five card of allowable opinion? It's it, it's, it, it's shrinking. It's become it's become a one by two card of allowable it's opinion. It's becoming a very and it's becoming more. It'll become a postage stamp of allowable opinion. <laughs> well, it's not even that so much no. as it is a. Um, it's mandatory. It's not allowable. Oh, that's There is a three-by-five card of mandatory opinion. opinion. That's right. You don't have the right to think anymore. You just have the responsibility of par- of parroting anything we tell you, you to say. You have to parrot anything we tell And if you think any way else... Can I mention the, once more? Go background noise. Background noise. That's, exactly. what, that's, what the, that's what the allowable opinion garbage is. It's background noise. And by the way, Elijah, the other thing was the, the three-year drought. Drought. That's right. Well, that started the whole the whole mess. But yes. when he went to the cave, there were yeah. three events that happened before it was like, and then he heard the stir, still small voice of God. That's so. right. In any case, um, so again, Woods has been a valiant warrior on this whole uh, yep. COVID nineteen masking. And I would suggest you go out to YouTube because his stuff hasn't been taken down yet. If you can't find it, you go to TomWoods.com. He's not taking that stuff down. Uh, and I think he's taken precautions so that uh, um, his uh, ISP is not going to suddenly come in and say, well, you're, uh, you've are you forgotten what the mandatory opinion is, and you're not spreading it, and therefore we're taking you down, which is happening all over the place. Uh, one Another warrior, if, if I might bring it up at this point, another warrior has been, who's been out there for this whole pandemic saying, hold the phone, listen to this. Okay, cut out the background noise. Here's the actual research. And all you have to do is go out and look at um, um, local ordinances. Yep. Again, requiring masking. We've got a local one here in Granville. Uh, It's draconian. Um, You're supposed to wear a mask when you walk down the street. I don't. Uh, I'm hoping I get a ticket so I can go fight it. You guys have a place around here somewhere. It's like an ice cream shop or something that basically is like, we 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 ban you from wearing a mask coming into our store. If there is, they, I gotta find it. They got a sign up. Supposedly it says it's been 414 days since Flatic or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. I gotta find out who that is. Yeah. Um. Uh. And we'll go patronize their business. Yeah. But then again, I, I'm I'm all for personal choice. Uh. If you want to wear a mask, please wear it. If you feel safe. I want you to wear it because if you feel safe, that's fine. When you and I can converse through your mask, and I'll just say, "Huh? What'd you say?" Because uh, I can't read your lips anymore. Uh, n- nonetheless, um, uh, one of the people that's been out there fighting this for well months and months and months 
is a guy named Joseph Mercola. Many of you yes. may know Joseph Mercola. He, he gives excellent. He is a DO, um, doctor of osteopathy. Mm-hmm. Um, he is heavily into natural remedies, and he is he he likes people to steer clear of the uh, of drugs when they can. Now, for instance. Uh, Mercola would be the first guy to say, hey, listen, if you've got a raging infection, you probably ought to go think about having an antibiotic. But while you're doing it, you should also think about taking uh, um, probiotics. Yep. Um, Makes nonetheless, sense. Nonetheless, Mercola has ha- has got over a year, close to a year and a half worth of stuff on this. He was talking about something happening in the months before uh, people knew what, COVID-19 was. He said, there's something going on out there. We don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Suddenly, Mercola is under severe attack. Yep. And he's under attack by groups that are being funded by people like the Gates Foundation. Well, what's the Gates Foundation involved in? The Gates Foundation is involved in funding of... You name it. Uh, Well, vaccine. Vaccine research. Yeah. Uh, COVID-19 research, mm-hmm. uh, they were heavily involved in the Wuhan lab. Yep. Um, and they're doing it through third parties, so you can't come, by, come back and say, well, it's it's Gates Foundation. No, Gates Foundation is giving money to places like NewsGuard, who have a, a group called HealthGuard, yes. who are basically uh, coming out and, and going to state's attorney general and saying, you need to prosecute this guy yes. for the false information that he is disseminating on uh, his on his website. Yeah, you can't see it's not the approved uh, storyline, so we have to it's, we have to shut down dissent. It's not the three by five card of mandatory opinion. Which is the same reason why Mark Zuckerberg at Facebook is shutting down Donald Trump's per- site. That's right. Or, or his access permanently. Life Site News, the pro life group, they've been permanently banned from Facebook. I, again. You have too many, too few people who think they have way too much power trying to basically force everybody else to follow their belief system. Yeah. What do we call that, Chuck? <laughs> Fascism. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. No, here, here's the deal. We're kind of focusing on the virus. It's not just the virus. It's not just the virus. This the, is the happening virus is in linchpin. all forms of your life. Yes, it is. If you don't have the correct uh, opinion on critical race theory if you don't have the mandatory opinion on uh black lives matter if you don't have the mandatory opinion on transgenderism uh, on how the election results came out we we just got a report today that basically that biden's um biden's um justice department is going to come down hard on the people conducting the maricopa county um election audit audit yep that they're basically going to go in with court orders and and guns drawn and the whole thing and and attempt to put a stop to it. Now, it hasn't happened yet, but that's in the plan. Yes. Um, you know, they, they can't have people examining those because what they're already finding out is that there are thousands of fake ballots that were counted. Um, uh, they just haven't had time to get it all put together into report form yet and they're still counting but there are other places where people are adamantly opposed to a, cl- a close look at the election results now if you recall uh those of you who are old enough 
the 2000 election. What was the big deal? New York Times sent people down to the four counties that were in question. And when they say, we want to see those ballots and we want to be there while they're being recounted. They recounted them and recounted them and recounted them and recounted them. And did we mention recounting? And recounted them. And guess what they found out? That there were more ballots cast than they were registered voters. Well, in 2000, what they found out was that George W. Bush Bush still won the election in Florida. And the fact is that the the effort to... They didn't want to count ballots in Florida, if you remember. What was the argument over at the Supreme Court level? The argument was over whether to do a statistical sampling. Right. We don't want to count. We want to take a statistical sampling, which means they'd go into selected areas, precincts, precincts in order to in order gen, to the, gen the results. Gen the results. And the Supreme Court wisely said, you can't do that. Yeah, no sample. We need a recount. No samples. Recount. And as soon as that happened, it was over. New York Times says we're going to have somebody here until we get the right. Basically, they didn't until say we get the right the result. We want until exactly. we until the final result is in. And finally, the New York Times went home and said, eh, "Nothing's changing." Right, because they now wasn't. were but, we are we allowed to do that on this election? Well, no, no, no. That's the point. The election's over with, Chuck. Don't you know? From the liberal side, it's it was a free and fair and fully above board election that only people who were registered and allowed to vote voted yeah so except for those 1.6 million that they think they were going to find in about seven states where those ballots are not cast by either a people who were registered to vote b people who were residents of the state or c people who were above room temperature or people who were actually existent there's that too. I mean, you not only were they dead, they they just didn't exist. Yes, right? they, they were just fic- fictional uh, characters. Keep it going. I mean, that's the I whole mean, thing. Okay, just... so so what we're trying to do here is stretch the accordion out. Yep, we're trying to open the bellows. So you see that it's not a single issue. No, there's an awful lot of issues that are woven into all this right now. That. Tom Woods' three-by-five card of, of now mandatory opinion goes along with an entire worldview. Yes, it does. It goes If you're gullible enough to believe everything you're told in the media, and folks, I'm not just talking about... You're talking about us, too. I mean, check us, too. That's Come right. On. You're going to... Listen, we know that there are those of you out there and you, you don't comment on our stuff, and we don't know why, at www.principledpolicy.com, because you can. Uh, but the fact is we know there are people out there that think you think we're nuts. I, I've gone through this my whole life. My parents would say things that sounded very... Uh, be, because the background noise was telling telling people that what my parents were saying was insane. And what do you get? Five years later, it's sort of like, you know... I remember when you were saying this was going to happen. Right. And I was told you were insane, and I believed it. I don't think you're insane anymore. Yep. That um, happened a lot with my relatives, especially. Um, you know, uh, you know, Marilyn, you were right. Marilyn's my mom. Yeah. You know, Marilyn, you were right all along, especially her relatives, um, who were very um, country club Republican types. 
Okay. And my mom would be, uh, well, here's what's what's going on. By that, I mean uh, Country Club Republic, the George uh, W. Bush, uh, George H. W. Bush types, the uh, you know Prescott Bush. The, oh, yeah. uh, they're Republicans, but they're they really like uh, they'll look the you know they're uh, they loved uh, Dwight Eisenhower. Um, Some did, yeah, and um, yes, was he a war uh, an important uh, war hero? Yes, but was he a good president? No, he's terrible. Um, you know, appointing uh, Earl Warren as Chief Justice of the United States after after by the way, Earl Warren stole. Confis- had allowed California to steal the property of Japanese Americans and put them in internment camps for the simple um, um, crime of their race mm-hmm. or well, actually their ethnicity and their national heritage, um, yeah, because there there might be you know there might be spies among them. Well, guess what? What's the most common uh, ethnicity of last names in America? At least it was in in the nineteen forties. It was German. Yep. D- did they internment camp some? Yeah, they did. They, it, mostly Italians and Germans. They did it. Um, recent immigrants, but Japanese didn't matter when you were when you were born here, or there, any place else. Mm-hmm. You got stuck in an internment camp on the West Coast. Yeah. Um, it, it was sickening. Uh, again, you know, one of the people who go to our church was in one of those internment camps. Yeah, it's it, it's unconscionable. Japanese American. Well, not only that, but you know what happened? Uh, a lot of downtown Los Angeles was owned by the Japanese, mm-hmm. by by people of Japanese ethnic heritage. Yep. That property was stolen and sold at uh, bargain basement rates to people who then developed it, um, thus depriving those Japanese of the uh, profit from their labors. It's 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 simply. It, it's it's sickening, but this is part of a worldview. Yep. One of the reasons, you know, uh, I, I'm very disparaging of the uh, the efforts in the West to quote unquote pacify the West, uh, because I know what was happening. The there was actually a movement, the West for Whites, and the whole idea of extermination policy came about because they just wanted the Indians gone, so we we were going to go through and wipe them out. Yeah. And instead, people, the, Christians, basically raised the hue and cry and said, "You can't do that. Right? You cannot do that." So what they do? They came up with the reservation system, yeah, uh, which which essentially has de- all but destroyed Native Americans. Uh, the, the only ones who who are really prospering are those who have come off the reservation and decided to meld into into normal. American life. There are those who chose to do the old methods as much as they can because, let's face it, you can't chase buffalo, buffalo around on the plains anymore. Yeah, uh, all the buffalo are in protected national parks, <laughs> and you're not allowed to hunt them anymore. Um, but that being said, this is all a worldview issue. Um, you know, if you if you believe these things that we've talked about, if you believe the election wasn't rigged, if you believe the um, the virus is really everything they tell you it is. If you believe um, that, uh, in, that Black Lives Matter and, and that uh, the police are literally... Uh, Irredeemably corrupt. Yeah. And not only that, they're they're pulling people of a specific race over and murdering them. Uh, there was recently a video that's making the rounds uh, this right around now where a woman in Los Angeles is pulled over by a policeman 
And the first thing she she pulls out her phone, she's filming the cop, and she goes, "I'm filming you." And he says, "Yeah, that's perfectly fine." And she says, "I was going 38 in a 40 zone. Why did you pull me over?" And he said, "Because you're using your phone." Right. It's not legal for you to to use your phone while you drive. Yep. And she said, "Well, you pulled me over to murder me." No, ma'am, I did not. And she goes, I want a supervisor here. He says, as soon as you made your first comment, I signaled for a supervisor. So there's one on the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you are harassing me. You want to murder me and all this stuff. Well, his body cam is going with the mic. Yeah. So, um, but she's accusing him. And at the end, she makes a r- racial epithet. This is a black woman. She makes a rap- ra- no matter what you think and no matter how bad you want it, you will never be white. Now my this the the uh, policeman was Hispanic. Okay. Okay. And my wife said this doesn't make sense, and I go, honey, this is critical race theory. Yes. He became white the minute he put on that police uniform. Right. According, not that it's not a common. Not everybody believes this because most black people in the community think the cops are doing a pretty fair job. They're keeping the peace when they're allowed to. In many communities where the cops have been defunded, right. they're now crying out, wondering where the cops where are. Where the cops are. Yeah, but what's happening is, I said, critical race theory says anyone who's a member of the power structure is white. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. And she goes, but he's not white. And I said, yes, you're right. That's the insanity. That is part of the insanity. Of critical race theory and, and wokeism. If you're part, I said, do you not understand that even in places like Chicago and Washington D.C. and places where uh, the the mayor and the and the city councils are black or mixed race, they're all white because they're part of the power structure, right? Even well, if, I mean, we had that issue we talked about on a previous program where they went down to do the protest at the Columbus Police Department and the college student went in and he assaulted an officer who was asked, trying to escort him out of the building. Uh, and called him a racist. The officer was black. Actually, happened to be the son of the former mayor. That's right. Who who, who was not. But because white. but because yeah. he was wearing the uniform, was a white racist. He's a white racist. <laughs> so it, it, again, let's get rid of the background noise. Let's get down to our core of reason and logic and God's voice. That still small voice. By the way. The third thing was a mighty wind, which the rent mighty, the mountain. The mighty wind, mighty right. wind, earthquake, fire, and God was not in, in the, the wind. In the, in God the wasn't wind. in any of them. Yeah, but then that still small voice, and that's what we've got to get down to, folks. You got to get down to that still small voice. You can call it your conscience. You can call it the Holy Spirit. You can call it whatever you want to. But it's that still small voice that says, "There's something not quite right about this narrative." Yeah, if if you don't believe, just just sit down and try to come up with a cohesive do this yourself yes and we'll be happy to help you i mean uh, right send us an email or send us a message on online um we'll help you think through this um but sit down and try to put together your own cohesive worldview based on the bible about the things that you are seeing because many of you out there are running around confused because it's like none of this makes sense and the answer is it doesn't make sense because it's not coherent, because it's not does not have Christ at the center. Yeah, what well, many people are running around now, like they were running around during that time of the the westward expansion. And the question is, where's the church to stand up and say you can't do that? That's right, you can't do that. 
that's that that's a voice that seems to be missing right now. That's right. Maybe we should talk about that more in the next program. That's right. Well, since we are out of time, um, you know what we think. We really do want to know what you think. www.principledpolicy.com. That's principledpolicy.com. And we'd ask that you join us again next week for another Principles and Policies.